Hello. Hi. So today is Saturday and I don't usually record these on Saturday, but Luke and I were talking on FaceTime and we were like, why don't we just record a podcast? So here we are. Here we are. How are we doing, everyone? <laughs> I don't usually ask that. I don't care about your days, everyone. <laughs> okay, well, let's talk. Let's start with the first topic, which is depression. Oh, bum, bum, bum. no, but we are both in like weird little funks. And I think I've talked about this a little bit already, but let's, I don't know, let's talk more about it. Take it away. Okay. Um, what does it mean to be depressed? No, I'm just kidding. Um, so we're both in funks in our life right now. And we have gone up and down over the years. Um, you know, there's good moments in life, things to look forward to. And then there's times in life where we have nothing to look forward to. Well, or it seems that way. Um, what direction do you want to head this in, Alex? I don't know. I liked where I was going so far. Okay. Well, how old were you when you first uh, experienced depression, do you think? Uh, like, I was probably 14 or 15. And how did you deal with it back then compared to how do you deal with it now? I don't want to talk about how I dealt with it back then. <laughs> So okay. how do I deal with it now? Um, I think keeping myself active is like the biggest thing. Like, I know this sounds stupid, but exercise really does make me happy. That does not sound stupid. That's like scientifically backed. Just like if you get on a routine where you're exercising, releasing endorphins or whatever it is, sweating, just being active. I think humans naturally, there's a lot of mechanisms in our brain that trigger us to be happy, like literally happy when we uh, exercise. Yeah. Like I'm, tomorrow I'm going to make myself go to a dance class, even though I don't want to go, I'm going to go. And I know that I'll feel good after I do. Yeah. It. It's one, it's productive. Two, it's career related. Three, you're getting better at your craft. And four, you can just look back after your little workout and be proud. Yeah. Um, What I've found that's helped me with depression was first and foremost is taking care of my health. That's like the boring stuff that no one wants to talk about, but a lot of people, including myself earlier in life, you get in these habits of, okay, I'll just stay up, you know, one more hour, two more hours, like on my phone, like, you know, I just, you kind of, there's a phenomenon where we don't like to go to bed because we feel like we're losing that freedom, especially if you have a day that's jam-packed the next day, especially I remember in high school, it's like I have to wake up at 7 a.m. and go through fucking eight hours of hell. Can we cuss on this thing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just eight hours of hell. So I would stay up, blah, 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 moving forward. You don't really realize how detrimental that is when you have these little bad habits, but over time, they really start to wear on you, especially as you get older, you know, in our culture, people like to party. So when you start stacking these things, I'm getting poor sleep during the week, I'm not exercising, and then now I'm introducing drinking and partying and going out and staying out late on the weekends. For me, it was college, joining a fraternity, partying my ass off, just all my priorities out of whack nutrition out of whack, malnourished, all this shit. I was depressed as hell. So the first and foremost to deal with it was to get just to be responsible in terms of my health. Then you move in from that to mentally. Okay, what is my philosophy in life? Now, some people, whether you turn to philosophy or religion, people need direction, right? So, I mean, this day and age, a lot of people feel purposeless. We were talking about this earlier. There's a sense of like, okay, I'm, there's nothing I'm really passionate about. So once you get your health in check, then you have to find what 
makes you happy. Now, for me, it could be the little things, going to the gym. Um, so yes, physical well-being, setting the foundation, then figuring out what, how you view this life. Now, when I was younger, I always took the easy way out. And what the easy way out for me was pessimism. Life is trash. Everything is miserable. I love to complain. Then I realized, like, first of all, one, that's pathetic. You can't just go through life complaining. Then, okay, then here's an idea that just die. Obviously, that's like an exaggeration, but I'm doing this to drive my point that obviously I'm not going to kill myself. I don't want to die. So if I'm going to live, what is the point in looking at everything in such a negative light? I need to change my thinking. Uh, maybe develop these habits from my father who was lived his whole life complaining about everything. Maybe that passed down to me. I, I don't know, but I identified it. And then that's something that I work on. Now, I still find myself sometimes being pessimistic, but for the most part, my general view has, is more optimistic. Third thing. Also, if I'm rambling or you want to drive this in a direct, different direction or anything just cut me off but you know you know i can ramble like a motherfucker um substance abuse we're going to talk about specifically alcohol because that's the most culturally normal we were raised you were raised in uh virginia me in california either way drinking still very present in our lives um in high school you know before it's even legal and also in college it's very normalized like oh this is the time to freaking go crazy Drinking is taxing and it's so normalized, but at the same time, it really is detrimental for your health. Post-college, okay, you have a little more money now because you're working. What are you going to do on the weekends? You can start buying drinks, a lot of drinks and going out to events and festivals and shows, whatever. It's easy to get caught in this where you're abusing substances, in this case, alcohol. And over the years, that will kind of numb your brain to pleasures. Um, so I think that's scientifically proven, just the dopamine. I don't know if it is dopamine, but... Whatever pleasure center in your brain, it's over the years, it's going to numb to everything else in your life. When I control my drinking, yes, life becomes a little more boring, but I find that it puts me on track, keeps me focused, keeps me motivated for other things in life that are more important. Um, and then it, it kind of manages that depression. So those are, that's kind of my way of battling depression. But like right now, I'm hungover, went out last night and it comes back. I was hungover as shit today. Called Alex, like Alex, and I just bitched at her basically. Just like, I feel like shit, everything sucks. But then I reflected on two days ago, I was so happy. And I was, you know, two weeks without touching a drink, hitting the gym every day, you know, doing my routine. I was so happy. But then I drank, drank too much, depressed. I'll probably, and I'll probably feel this way till about Monday, Tuesday when my brain chemistry is like back to balance. But that's my point on, uh, on depression. Do you have anything to add? <laughs> nope. Um, no. Yeah. Do you think that we think about like when we're feeling bad, when we think that we're depressed, do we, do you think that we think about it so much that it's like, what if we just, if we didn't identify it and if we weren't so so specific about it, do you think that it would become like less of a, a big deal in our minds? Like, I don't know if I'm explaining this well, but you and I both like really just like hone in on the fact Existence. Yeah. Yeah. And like, we like, we're like, okay, we have to do all these things in order to like not be depressed. And it's like, if we just, do you think that it's a good thing that we're identifying it? So like head on the nail and like, I don't know, I don't know how to explain it. You know what I'm saying? No, I know what you mean. Um, I think there's two sides to this. The generation before us, our parents, my dad, his dad never thought about this shit. No, because a man like and a woman but i'm just speaking for the men because i'm a man so i understand but depression you have to, like that shit it's part of life everyone can be happier 
they talk about it in the sopranos everyone has depression but you can't just focus like there's just no time for depression you have to get stuff done like you have to do what you got to do so it was pushed to the side but and this is i think in theory is that it comes out in other ways all this repressed okay i'm depressed as fuck but i never think about it and i just there's something gnawing at me in my subconscious but i keep working my ass off i'm a workaholic getting stuff done but i'm pushing that to the side comes out in different ways i feel like so in certain cases you know back then you hear a lot of cases of like domestic abuse um all this shit now i'm speaking again for men it's like that aggression could stem from the fact that they repress all their feelings right mm-hmm. um, so i think in a way there is pros to like talking about it but you need to be talking about it in a proactive manner so it's like I'm not talking about it just a bitch about it. Like I'm depressed. I'm like, God, fuck this life for like so meaningless. Or like, I can't believe I have to put up with this. No, it's like, I'm depressed. What's the root cause? How am I going to fix it? What routine do I need to do? Or what discipline do I need to instill in my life to, to beat it? So yeah, I don't think it's, I think there's, there is pros to speaking about it and like putting it on the surface. Cause then you can deal with it, but you have to, if you are just putting it on the surface to, complain about it then it's counterproductive what do you think i agree i think right now i feel like i've had so much time to think about how i'm feeling and and being possibly depressed is i just think if i were if i were busy it's kind of like what you said if i was busy right now if i had a lot going on in my life and i was like running to and from my job and you know all this shit that i wouldn't I wouldn't think about it. And I don't know if it's, it's that I wouldn't be depressed because I'm, because I'm busy and I have like all these things going on in my life or it's just like, I'm not, I'm not thinking about it. So I'm not aware of it. It's almost like like, ignorance might be bliss a little bit. Yeah. I I feel like it depends on, um, because when you're working, like what you're talking about is like, I don't see it. Like when you are busy and your schedule's full and you're working your ass off, I truly feel like because you're being productive, that that's your sense of purpose like mm-hmm. it's your drive like it's your that's your will to live you know that's your fire so i honestly think it's it's beating it's actually eliminating depression it's not like do you think you have depression but you're you're uh distracting yourself with these things or do you think these things are giving you the fire of life that's like kind of yeah i think it's that i was trying to det- i was trying to decide like which one i think it is but i think it's the second one i think that for me it's like i love working and i love being busy so that makes yeah. me happy. Yeah. And it's like always career related too, or like yeah. bettering yourself in some way. So it's like, I think it's good. Do you think that you're the same way? Um, my situation is a little different. Like <clears throat> even, so if I, my ideal routine, right. Is I work a nine to five. So I work all day. I hit the gym, I eat healthy and then I go to bed at a good time. Um, I feel like that's what it takes for me to like not be depressed. I, but in my work itself, I do feel like I'm going through the motions because I'm not passionate about, about what I do. I get it's more mm-hmm. so like, I need to make money and I need to like make something of myself in terms of like, I need to be able to buy a house. I would ideally like to support a family and I want to be, so I got to do these things, but the actual like motivation itself, like it's a little depressing in the sense that like, I don't get full fulfillment from it, which I feel like you do because you're very passionate about your career. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's where we differentiate. Yeah. I was thinking about what you said about when you first started rambling about um, like not wanting to fall asleep at night. And I feel like 
that just kind of reminds me of of when I'm laying in bed it's like 1 a.m and I'm just so I'm scrolling on TikTok or I'm like on Instagram and it's just like all this stimulus and then I finally you know it's 1 I'm like okay I have to go to bed mm-hmm. I finally put it down and it's just like I just wasted I don't know it's just social media i I have a love-hate relationship with social media. I think it's pretty terrible sometimes. And like, it's so, yeah, it's so hard to just as like a normal person without social media being my career, it's so hard to put it down. It's like just so much stimulus. And then you go to bed and you have no stimulus. And I feel like I was, I watched a TikTok video about this and it's just, we fill our lives with like so much stimulus all the time. We go, like in New York City yeah we go out on a walk and we have music in our ears we can't like just exist I feel like almost yes yes and it's fascinating I feel like since the internet became popularized and whatever um also just this stage in capitalism in which we're at is like products that sell are things that people get addicted to um naturally humans like when something hits their pleasure center now everyone you know varies but like when something hits their pleasure center they keep, you know, they keep going for it. Now, back in the days, let's go caveman or whatever. It was a lot different. It was like, I need food. So like, it was a whole day process. And then I feel like they got the reward at the end of the day after work was put in. But now, TikTok, all this shit, it's like this mindless stimulation, 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 stimulate, literally at all times. Okay, TikTok to Instagram to Twitter. You know, you get in this loop where like you can't escape the media. You keep going stimulus, 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 and you start getting a little numb to it. But I think it'd be a good practice to like try to sometimes I just delete all my social media and try to literally sit there bored and just like, mm-hmm. yeah, helps with focus and all that type of stuff. Yeah. It's interesting because like in some ways, I think that social media and technology is so great and helpful and. I don't know, can really like help you and be productive in other ways. It's just the exact opposite. It's like detrimental mm-hmm. to your mental health, I know especially, too. yeah, especially if it's your career. Like for me, I feel like I put so much value in how many likes I get and how many followers I have if I'm gaining followers. And like, it makes sense because it's partly my job. So I have to, I want to do well at it. Like I being successful is like my most important thing to me right now, but it's tough. And I was, I remember I was talking to um, my ex about this and he was like, if social media, like the way you perform on social media, unfortunately, most of it doesn't have anything to do with you. Like it's about so many external factors and like, it's hard, it's hard to remember that because, you know, you post something, you don't get a certain amount of likes, you don't get the reciprocation that you want. And you, you're like, I feel like I resort to, oh, I wasn't, I wasn't pretty enough. I wasn't charming enough, like all this stuff. And it's, it's could be that for sure. But it's also like, you know, the algorithms and things like that, that you don't have things like that, that you don't have any control over. And Mm -hmm. it's just hard to remember that. And it's just like weighs on you. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, it just, it hurts every time. It's like you, especially as a career, it's like, you're putting yourself out there, you're posting content. And when people, you know, it's getting rejected in a sense, like the no Mm -hmm. likes, no views, no one's interested, or there's hate comments or just just no traction it's gonna as a person I mean no matter how strong you are like in your head like I mean that's gonna wear on you so as in your case it's like well it's putting money in my bank which Mm -hmm. allows me to do the things I want there's a lot of opportunity a lot of good things that come from it but yes 
it's like, oh, fuck, like, I gotta, I have to take these pictures for Instagram. Mm -hmm. Like, damn, I don't have a good one. Like, or Mm -hmm. you think it's a good one, you post it, and then it doesn't get as many likes. And it's just like, it's kind of, you know, it's just like, it's gnarly. Your self image kind of gets tarnished. And it's Mm -hmm. like, it, it beats you down over time, I think. And that's why social media is a tough career to go into. So salute you. Thank you. Okay, this is, I feel like this is becoming so, I mean, I think it's productive and hopefully informative, maybe helpful, but let's talk about something more fun. Yeah, there's a lot of good to life. <laughs> yeah, well, let's talk so about, we'll... go ahead. I was about, I was about... No, I'm just kidding, you go. No, go, you go. I was just saying, we covered depression topic, we kind of delved into the dopamine just like this present thing in society that I think mm-hmm. you know more people are becoming aware about but you know it is fascinating it is detrimental to the human condition as of late I think so many kids are depressed because you know there's so many factors that go into depression but it's just like that stimulation constant stimulation 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 they can't focus on anything they can't there's there's no bigger picture that they're working towards and I think that's uh it's taking its toll on kids and mm-hmm. myself just this generation. What's the next yeah. topic? Um, our relationship. So everyone, Lucas has not listened to the podcast where I talked about our relationship and how it went and like just all that. So Lucas is going to talk about it from his point of view. And I'm curious to see what he has to say on it and if it aligns. I think it will because I think that we're pretty much on the same page with it. But Well, can you ask like a question like can you guide me through this? Because what do I talk about? I know. I'm trying to think about what I said last week. I just, well, no, because then I'll give it away. Um, okay. Why aren't we together? Um, yeah, we have an interesting relationship in the sense of like, now we're like friends and it's like, we talk to each other. We really enjoy conversating with each other, but when it comes to us trying to date each other and it, it shifts from that like friendship to like actually dating, we don't don't work. It just doesn't work. When we're not aligned, we get pissed at each other. Like, <laughs> so pissed. And then naturally I become mean. Like, and then I don't really know how to explain this, but it just doesn't work. And then there's this other side where when we're aligned, like, oh my God, we're vibing. It's great. It's so peaceful and nice. And we can never we've tried so many times and it's just like, we can't figure out what's that factor that makes us not work. Um, and we just accepted it. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe Alex is always saying we'd be better off. We're just friends, which I disagree. I'm glad that it started off as a relationship and then moved into a friendship because, you know, it's first person fell in love with all that type of stuff. It's one of the beauties of life. That's like, when I die, I'm very glad that I got to experience that because, you know, I'll pr- probably experience it again. We'll see. But the fact that, you know, I got to experience love and like just being so in love and like caring about someone waking up every day and like really just being so happy that I have someone when that got taken away. And like when we broke up like early 2021, mm-hmm. um, so there was just this void opened up and no matter what, I couldn't close it. Like the healing process is fucking long. Um, but yeah, now we've just, we've transitioned into this like friendship and we openly talk about people were seeing um, and all this and all that type of stuff <laughs> kind of <I> openly could... <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah but I mean what'd you what'd you say in your podcast I basically said the same thing I said 
it's funny, like you just mentioned a topic that I went on to talk about in the podcast last last week that had no- nothing to do with you, but you were saying how like basically your source of happiness like was gone after we broke up and like you were empty and that's what I talked about for a long time. But in terms of us, I just I just said the same thing. I said worry we for some reason like when we when we're good, it's like euphoric how good it is and when it we're bad, it's like the most miserable emotionally exhausting thing that I've ever experienced and it's it's like I I think that it's kind of I talked about it being like maybe a toxic relationship even though I don't like really putting in that that box because it feels I don't know like tarnishes yeah I don't know I don't like saying that though for sure I I don't reflect back on the relationship in a negative light like I'm as I said before I'm so glad it occurred so many beautiful memories like so many so much good came about it but it just doesn't work um and then i think we were a lot more immature that was like almost two years ago that we broke up that's weird whoa yeah that's another thing time flying but yeah um but do you think people will be interested in listening to this it's that's what's about podcasts like i mean we're we're having a conversation making interesting what what we find interesting yeah, about our life, but I think it applies to a lot of people. I um, think that people will definitely be interested in what you have to say and like what both of us have to say about our relationship. I think that we talked about like depression and and trying to fix it and like this we got a little scientific in the beginning and I don't know if people are going to really care about that. Um which is kind of it's kind of weird like people I think that more people are more interested in like you and me and like how we were as a couple than like finding solutions for depression which is like so crazy like it's weird but I don't know I yeah I think that people will 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 love would love to hear about you and me not so much about how alcohol and alcohol is becoming so important in our culture and (laughs) I know those are things that interest me I feel like that does not interest your uh, demographic but um in terms of our relationship we also started off it, it was bad timing in a sense of like, you just came out of a long relationship and you were so over getting in another relationship. And then yeah. on top of that, I live across the goddamn country. So it's like long distance is frustrating as hell. FaceTiming someone and not being able to be there, especially in times of hardship, makes it like impossible. Um, so, I mean, yeah. And then we had to do the open relationship. So there was a lot of, there was a lot of obstacles in terms of like, us working in the first place yeah I didn't even I did not even mention that it was supposed to be an open relationship when I talked about it because it wasn't acting on it but I I think that gave you comfort just knowing that you're not tied down yeah uh in a sense yeah because that was like you just were in such a long relationship through all your main developmental years of like high school yeah which you could argue there's a lot of pros to being single during that period yeah I think that there probably are. I think that there's just a lot of pros to being single in general, even though it fucking sucks sometimes, like right now. Like, as I was saying on FaceTime, you know, I'm happy when I'm like busy working and like doing a bunch of shit all the time every day, or I'm happy like being in love. And those are like my two, the two big things that like make me super happy. Right now I don't have either one of those. So I'm just like. Yeah. Existing, yeah, just kind of floating. 
Yeah. And I think, I think that living by myself is, is not that helpful in terms of that either, because it's like, I don't have a friend to see every day. I don't have somebody to talk to. Like, I'm not going to talk to anybody for the rest of the day. Yeah. Tomorrow. That is is really tough. Or the next day. Or the next day. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah. Um, Yeah. I know there's, there's good, good things to both, obviously. And then there's like, also in your early, I mean, just up to like, I don't know what age is the cutoff, but like, there's a lot of self-discovery that needs to be done and like understanding yourself and like finding inner peace before getting in a relationship. And I feel like that's, what's tough because we're at an age where we kind of, we get in these relationships, but we're also like changing a lot year to year. We're still learning a lot about ourselves. So it's tough. And in that sense, it's like right now, honestly, I, I like being single. Like I prefer it, but the beginning of 2022, I was desperate, like didn't have you, but I wanted someone to like fill that emptiness. And mm-hmm. I was working every day, commuting. It was like 10 hour days, shit work, no money, making no money. I was, and then I come home to nothing, just like at my mom's house, just by my lonely, you know? And it's just like, I really wanted someone at that time, but now change of pace. I work from home, um, new job, better job, better pay better pay um and career related so that's makes me happier in a sense um and like I don't want a girlfriend like I'm just like I feel like I have a lot to learn about myself all these weird new issues popping up that I feel like I have to address and like really work through so uh, you know I think being single is, is, is what I gotta be right now let's talk about dating in your 20s okay you start oh okay Um, it's really hard. All right, you go. (laughs) That was profound. Thank you. Um, dating in your twenties. I've had two girlfriends. Um, and what's tough is like first girlfriend. I first, I was like a different person identity wise. I was in a terrible place. I was like, Like you're a bit of an ass. I was a bad person. Yeah. I had so much growth to do, which is like mm-hmm. that, you know, that girl deserved so much more. Um, no, needless to say, she had many good times and she did love me very much. So it's like, it's not like I was a freaking villain, but, you know, as a man, I feel like you have the responsibility. I keep saying as a man, which sounds like that's not really politi- politically correct. It's not what I'm you trying to say. You are a man. Yes, but I'm saying like, as Lucas Ronai in this scenario, I sh- I need to be like I need to take care of the person I'm with. You have the duty to treat your partner with obviously respect, but also you need to like take care of them and you need to like not be selfish. You, you have to make a lot of sacrifice. In the stage I was like I was about 20 years old, I was such a selfish little prick. Like I just thought about myself and she took very good care of me, but I feel like I didn't return the favor um very well. So, relationship eventually it ended. And then, then our relationship, and we look back and we laugh at some of the things like that, you know, there was things in the beginning of our relationship, we spoke about like past hookups and all this shit that you should not talk about because it just opens wounds that later on will cause issues. Now that's something we learned for the future, obviously. But again, like I was selfish. There's just so many things I could have done better. Like I wouldn't remember, I wouldn't pay for your meals. Like I'm only sometimes and like, you were like, what the fuck? And it was just like, and I was just a little scumbag. Like, yeah, money. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, 
So it's like a little dickhead. And then now as I've gotten older, I'm better at that, but there's still a lot that needs to be improved on. You know, I feel like I'll be in my prime or my peak in my, I'm estimating my late twenties to early thirties. You're well, so I logistical will, with it. I'm very logistical. You are. Um, yeah, no, you're right. But I mean, that's just like my, my time frame that I'm giving myself um, when I will become ready to take care of someone and like truly make the sacrifices that it takes to have a successful relationship why don't you want why don't you want to like be ready for that now you just don't think you can well right now like there's so much internal things that i need to figure out about myself and like who i am what my values are there's so i still have to establish who i am as an individual before i can improve at that i feel like maybe maybe that's a dumbass excuse i don't know how to articulate it but i still have a lot of work to do so how do you plan on doing that work? Um, like the internal development? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm always improving myself. Like, it's funny. The the stuff, the scientific stuff I was talking about in the beginning, you're like, my viewers aren't going to give a shit about this. Like, that shit fascinates me. I think a lot of people around my age, as you get older, whatever, mid to late 20s, you start caring more about the scientific stuff. You don't care about people's relationships because you've experienced it all like celebrities, their business, like all this other people's business. I don't really care about that much because I'm just more focused on myself, my own things that I need to figure out. Mm-hmm. What was your question? Dating in your 20s. <laughs> yeah. So that's why for me, dating in 20s was really hard. Okay. You said it was, it's very difficult and that's all you gave. So I think you need to give a little more. Okay. So I meant like not... I wasn't referring to like our past relationships dating. I was talking about dating right now, like us going on dates and like things like that. But I will try to also reflect really quickly on dating in my past relationships. No, I won't because I've already done that in the podcast and like people know, I mean, I dated somebody for four years and that was great, but definitely stunted me as an individual and I dated you and that was like exhausting but a lot of fun and then I dated the last person and that was wonderful and then he left and now it's like I'm how do I fill this void in my heart and that's it but now and talk talking about like dating going on dates oh, right now yeah. Lucas and I are both going on dates with people we're trying to go on but, dates with people and it sucks <laughs> It doesn't suck, but it's like a date is tough because you're meeting the person to establish a meaningful relationship. If it's not going to happen organically, if you're going to meet someone on a blind date and try to like build from the ground up, it takes time and energy. And it's so hard to invest that into someone like me and Alex have known each other for three years. And it's like, like that took so much time to get to the point where we really know everything about each other. When you go on dates, like you don't know anything. A lot of people have the same answers for stuff. It's very on the surface. And it's like, okay, should we do another date? And you have to like dig deeper, deeper, deeper. And it's like, it's so hard to find the right person mm-hmm. that like you're willing to invest all the time and energy in. It's like going on date after date after date. It's just like, it's exhausting. And it's something you just got to do. Yeah. But it's a lot of good to it too. It's fun. You meet new people. Um, each person like teaches you something different in a way. They can, but it it does kind of suck. There's a TikToker. Um, he's been like on a hundred dates, and he like makes jokes about it. When it's the twenty fifth time you've been asked like the same question, 
like on a date and he's just like crying and answers it it's like the same like meaningless shallow question that you have to ask that's your fucking that's just ass it's funny like i hadn't really ever thought about the fact that like talking to somebody and like building a connection like that like from the beginning is so much work like i've always been excited to do that like i've always been excited to start talking to somebody and like start forming a relationship and now i'm like i'm like now i just feel like i feel like i'm waiting for them to let me down yeah they often do (laughs) you know what i'm saying yeah oh date number eight i found out that they just suck or like they do this one thing that I, it's literally a deal breaker or something yeah like, or oh, it's a big waste of time it's just tough it's so easy to like re- resort back to like old yeah i mean i not that you're an old relationship you're our i like our current relationship but you know it's just just a lot and it's like we're you're in san diego and i'm in new york city and like we should be i just i don't know i feel like there's this idea that in these big cities you're young attractive in your 20s like you should be able to be going on all these dates and I guess we both could potentially it's just I mean we're I guess able we, but we just, they don't, just want like, to. We don't want to don't want yeah to. we don't want to I mean with dating apps nowadays you can go on a date like all the goddamn time but it's just like mm, so much work so much work to try to create a meaningful relationship takes so much time and effort okay next topic we don't have one my friend just sent me um a text saying that she picked her wedding venue and my best friend and it's so crazy like the the concept of marriage to you right now sounds so foreign and like it's never gonna happen yeah couldn't imagine getting married anytime soon or ever you really can't imagine ever being married no i can but yeah, it's very distant. Marriage is tough too, because again, meaningful relationship and then the problems, if you're able to compromise, all that good stuff. And then um, moving in with someone is a huge step. Like I, I love my personal space, so like sacrifice that. But the concept's nice. Have a person you love and then start a family and like just be a big family all tight knit. Like that in idea sounds fantastic. Mm-hmm. I come from family that's divorced broken their families divorced broken there's a lot of broken a lot of friends around me parents split up so all around me there's this like this failed marriage failed marriages so like it does diminish my my you know white picket fence dream Mm -hmm. um marriage is tough It's, it's a really gnarly growing up I had like maybe one friend whose parents were divorced and I remember like oh her parents are divorced like it was a thing and I I don't know if it's like a culture thing me being from like southern Virginia that divorce is not it's I guess it's not as common it's not more it's more common now but like growing up nobody was divorced like marriage Mm -hmm. to me was so sacred and I think that that's why my my view on marriage is a pretty positive thing I think I think I'm excited to be married and so I don't have like a a negative outlook on it like you do kind of um the the idea that I'm gonna meet somebody else right now and like eventually get married to them is so weird to me. Mm-hmm. Like I can't imagine like building another relationship with somebody and like being that close and intimate with someone again. 
and then marrying them. Like, I feel like I've already met the person I'm going to marry and I probably haven't, but it's just like, I just can't fathom like meeting somebody new and like eventually getting married to that person. I don't know why. Maybe it's because of you. Maybe it's because I keep talking to you that I'm like, you can't move forward. Yeah. I'm like just resorting to old habits. Yeah. Could be that. Stop calling me. Stop calling me, bitch. Yeah, I'm gonna block you. You called me. Block me, bitch. Yeah, I ain't tripping about it. Like relationships are like last on my long list of things that I need to improve in my life. So it's whatever. Yeah, but they're so fun. They're so nice to be in when you're in them. Happiest I've ever been in my life is in a relationship. Yeah, and working. Yeah, just two things. Just like it was very fulfilling. Now look at us. We can only co- go up from here. We have a lot of. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Never mind. Yeah, where were you going with that? I was just saying, like, we're both like kind of not feeling so great today, or you know, recently in recent events, we just haven't been super happy, healthy individuals. But that just means that we can be. We can become those people. That was very cute. No, yeah, life, it's ups and downs. You'll have a couple of years of immense depression and hardship, and then a couple of years of everything's going. I mean, that's just the life. It's up and down. It goes from good to bad. Nothing is permanent. Everything's fleeting, and then we die. But not like in a sad way. It's just like that's the cycle, and it, it's kind of beautiful in that way. It's like you experience everything, and then you pass. Your time passes. That's something I've been trying. Another thing, is that too dark? I mean, no, it's just maybe we probably can't, we can't post this probably. I feel like, I feel like it's so depressing. I mean, yeah, it has been a little depressing. I feel like it's a realistic view. I don't look at these hardships as like, now when I was younger, I'd look at like, if I watched this podcast, I'd be like, I'd be sad because everything seems like hopeless or like, it's just so much hardship. But now I look at it and it's like, things that need to be solved. Like there's work to be done. And like, I'm kind of excited to solve it and like, see how I can just improve myself. My quality of life i don't look at these as like depressing things also interesting thing again demographic i don't know if they're gonna be interested in this but like the concept of death like it's so hard to grasp that we will die one day by everyone and it's just part of life you experience what you got to experience and then you go but i like you feel immortal especially in your 20s it's like you don't even think about that it doesn't cross your mind but like one day like it's really gonna be done your whole existence you your legacy, everything is kind of forgotten in a way. But I kind of look at that in a beautiful way because I feel like it makes you appreciate every moment a lot more. Um, and it kind of simplifies things. It's like even this this conversation, this podcast, this maybe it won't be posted or whatever, but I enjoyed doing it. Like I enjoyed spending the time doing it, talking about this stuff. Last night, going out, I'm glad I did it. Like I'm experiencing just, you know, taking it day by day. Like... I don't really know how to articulate this idea, but I get what you're saying. Grasping death is it's an interesting thing. I have never cared about death. That is one thing that like if it it could happen in two minutes and I would just whatever. Like it doesn't it doesn't scare me. Like I this is kind of weird, but somebody was like, Oh, you live on the first floor, like you live alone. Like, are you ever worried that somebody's gonna like come in and I don't know, murder you. And I'm always like, no, because if that happens, then it happens. And like dying has never scared me at all. Wow. You're brave. 
it terrifies me. Yeah. I don't all know we know, why. all we know is life and existence. Like everything we know is like, we've been alive. We have this concept of self, ego, whatever, always working on ourselves. There's good experiences, bad experiences, all this stuff. All we know is life. And then, then there's none of that. It's gone forever for infinity. Well, I think this is why we defer in this because I'm religious and I mm, think that true. I will go to, hopefully we'll get to go to heaven. And that's why I'm like, cool. I'll get to, if I go there, like, that's cool. I don't really care about dying. And honestly, maybe it's not religious because even if that's not real and I end up just like floating in space for infinity, like, I don't, I don't know. It just, death doesn't scare me. If I feel nothingness after death and I, death and I'm just like done as an existence, cool. I know, because you can't never comprehend mind. it. Yeah. Never mind what. Well, never mind. I don't know if it's really about religion. I just like don't care about death. If I die, I die. Yeah. And I've always like I, growing up, I was always like, I'm not going to live that long. Like I'm not going to, you know, I've always thought that. And so like. A lot of people think that. I always think that's interesting. You don't ever think that? That I'm not going to live long? Yeah. Um. I mean, I ideally, I hope. Mm -hmm. I hope I don't get cancer or something. <laughs> looking very unwell bags under my eyes pale skin something might be failing in my body but hopefully not and hopefully i can live a long life but when i think about it that way like in terms of death it really like it makes me realize i fucking love this life even the hardship i fucking love it like the like just that i get to experience it because one day i won't another thing i was thinking about like something as simple as the gym i love the gym go in there fucking exert energy and blast feeling good Mm -hmm. but one day I'll have my last gym session. One day I'll have my last FIFA session, my last conversation with you. I'll last everything. I, it's so hard to fathom that. It's hard to accept that, and it makes me appreciate it more. That's a really nice way to look at that. That makes me realize I love it. Like, just glad I can still do it. Good. Yeah. That was kind of a more, I, that was a positive light. That was good. That, that I appreciate appreciate the things in your life yeah because i mean it's hard to fathom but if you truly try to grasp that you one day will cease to exist these moments become a lot more precious yeah i don't know i don't think about i like can't comprehend like oh i'm gonna die so i need to appreciate the, the things in my life i don't think it, as i need to appreciate like i just do. It just makes me appreciate it. Yeah. Okay. It's like a natural thing. It's not like a conscious, like I need to appreciate this more. It's more like, hmm. wow, stoked on it. Maybe I just need to actively appreciate everything more. I think that's one thing. Like they always say, you know, wake up and like write down all the things you're grateful for or like think about them at least. And I don't think I do that enough. And I feel like if I did, I would just in turn be happier because I'm like, I have all these things already, you know, you know what I'm saying? What's three things you're grateful for? My family, um, my apartment and you. Okay. Your turn. My PS5. My... <laughs> you're like you not even that? kidding. <laughs> okay. No, I'm, I'm joking. I appreciate it. Just there's so many things The gym, um, our friendship, I, f I like that we are close, you know, like we just like, mm -hmm. it's nice having someone close to you. Not everyone has that. So appreciate that. Uh, appreciate my mom. You know, I mean, there's just things to be grateful for. 
Now, saying that out loud, it didn't really make me feel better. Did it make you feel better to say what yeah, you did before? Yeah, it made me feel a lot better. I'm so <laughs> dead ass. It, it really made did. me I, different. Weird. I'm really like, man, like I have a family that loves me. I have a beautiful apartment in New York City. I have a wonderful friendship with my ex-boyfriend. Um, You know, damn these sirens. But yeah, that just like really made me feel better. And I feel like I should make a list every day. And like our health. We both are in good health, even though you think you're terminally dying, but like, we're, I mean, you're not. I look, I look ill right now, but no, I mean, I'm three hours of sleep and hungover, but yes. Three? That's not a lot at all. Thank you for that. What were you doing last night? Just kidding. I know what Lucas was doing. That's, that's one thing that we are figuring out. Like how many, how far should we go in terms of details with Lucas went on a date last night. Let's keep this light. Lucas went on a date last night. This is not appropriate. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. I'm not going to, I'm not going to say anything crazy. Lucas went on a date last night. And at first I didn't want to know it at all. He said it. And I was like a little bit in a bad mood because of it. And then I was like, it's going to be fine because we're friends. (laughs) It's just funny because how do you talk about like the people and situations that you're that you're in with regards to dating to somebody that you were once in love with it's like it's weird but yeah he's a lot better at it than i am like well, there was like, like there was like boundaries that were broken like when you got when you got a like i haven't been in another relationship since us and you have that first boundary of like you guys like falling in love and like you're fucking tiktoks showing up on my for you page every goddamn second leading me to unfollow you like even though you've gotten past it wait like, you actually it, unfollowed me yeah and then you refollowed me later i re i refollowed you i was like oh, i can handle it like it's just i mean that's just part of it is what it is like she's gonna move on and like that's you know um there's that initial hurt and then you heal and then you're kind of okay with it you just keep pushing the boundaries until mm-hmm. eventually now like now i'm like your friend in the sense of like you tell me about your dates and I care and like offer you guidance or whatever. It's but not that I don't it's care. It's fucking hard. Like, yeah. Now I feel like I'm fully healed, but there's, yeah, it's, it's steps to like, of accepting that like there's other people. Yeah. For me, I feel like it's, you haven't dated somebody else yet. So I'm a lot further behind on these steps. And it's not that I don't care about, like that part of your life it just said a little bit makes me sick <laughs> yeah no i got you um anyways <laughs> no worries it's good we're navigating it it's it's good <laughs> uh okay i feel like we should be done with this yeah okay everyone um so that's the podcast i um, hope that you guys can i don't know take something from this and that it was somewhat enjoyable not super <laughs> depressing um lucas anything to add I hope you, I mean, it, you know, I hope you guys learned something or found something interesting that you'll delve into in your own time or whatever. Hope you took yeah. something good from this and we didn't just waste your time talking at you. I mean, you could, they would have turned it off by now. So yeah. You so if you're still you're here, interested. thanks for listening. I hope you guys have a great week and yeah. What? Okay. I'm a, like, and subscribe, like, and subscribe. Um, Bye. Say bye. Bye.